With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank God they only did two parts of that reunion. Right? And they, 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 you could tell that they rushed it. The, the husband segment was so fast. They got out of that black eye thing, rushed, really rushed it. They they gave us the, the most meat they gave us was Andy going for Meredith, which I appreciated. And that was it. They were like, they looked at that final cut and they went, good enough. You know, guys, the people have spoken. We have spoken. We're sick of this season. Jen screwed us. We're done. Okay, we're done. Get out of it. Period. Dot. So, thank you for your patience on me getting this episode out late. I'm actually, it was a bit of a blessing because Heather's sister has joined the chat as of last night, thanks to a comment that was left on the Pink Pop Box. Mark over at the Pink Pop Box lured in some comment from Whitney, which got a comment from Heather's sister, the one that we met in Vail last season. So let's let's get into it so that we can cover the latest update. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. Real quick, before I talk about Heather's sister, if you have not watched the Pamela Anderson documentary on Netflix, so good, so now, so this, so today, such, such a statement on how women are vilified for things that men are glorified for. She's so kind and loving. Um, The way you get to see her kids, her sons. Great, great documentary. Highly recommend it. But anyway, let's talk about Heather's sister. So let me pull up the post. Sorry, I should have had it ready. So Mark over at the Pink Pop Box, shout out, he posted his take on the Whitney Heather feud, and I'll summarize it. He said, Whitney fought all season long for a friendship that unfortunately was very one-sided, and when she realized there was no real reason to fight for it anymore, it has allowed her to move on. Whitney replied, exactly this. And Nancy, Heather's sister, who we met in Vail. Now, I'm going to pause real quick. And and I, 
I got this intel from my number one source. They are the my my best source by far. You know who you are. And they told me this last season. Now, mind you, though, last season, Heather was still a fan favorite. And I already got enough hell for posting what I did post about Heather, which was just, I thought she was a mean girl. I saw it last season. And I just, I sat on this. And so what I had heard was what I'm about to read. But I didn't have any proof other than just this intel I had. So I didn't, I couldn't really make a big deal out of it. I did mention it when I went on Jamie Rice's podcast. She hosts one podcast called Murderish and the other one called um, Dirty Money Moves. Dirty Money Moves. I did talk about this, didn't have any proof, but here's the proof, you guys. Her sister responds to Whitney saying, stop waiting for Heather. Until she has use for you, she has no use for you. Believe me, I know. I waited 20 plus years for her only to be used for a storyline in Vale. She hasn't spoken to me since the day we filmed, and I consider it to be the last conversation we will ever have. It was nice to meet you in Vale. Sorry that you finally saw the real Heather. So I part of the intel I got, which I'm starting to believe is accurate, um, is that the sorry, my cat is making noise. Stop it, Tai Tai. Um, is that when they filmed that scene in Vale, Heather was basically trying to get her sister to say what she wanted Heather to say because this narrative that Heather's peddling about her family like disowning her and it all being because of X, Y, and Z is not necessarily accurate. And I guess production had to step in a few times to like move the story along because this her sister Nancy kept wanting to talk about what she really wanted to talk about. Also heard that Nancy didn't know they were going to be filming. Uh, so that's kind of why she wasn't like more made up. So this all tracks, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Huh? Huh? Anyway, I'm so I'm glad I haven't film I hadn't filmed this yet and recorded this yet because I did I'm glad I got to put that in at the intro. Shall we? Shall we get into this recap? Let's shall. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, we've got we're picking up at Barbie Scissor Kicks, and I found it a funny thing for Heather to say, I've never been attracted to Jen like that. <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter. Like, I've I've personally been wasted. I I I hooked up with someone, a woman that was I was not attracted to at all. And uh really regretted that one we all have we you know doesn't anywho it just it was an odd exchange but then Andy said like why why didn't you want to know who did it like why wasn't this something that was so important and I kind of fell for this one she says that she because she was so drunk she kind of felt like she deserved it and 
I fell for it, but then I also don't. I also don't because she was using the black eye as like a power trip to hold above Whitney's head. Like some people know what happened. You don't. It's privileged information. But now she's saying she didn't know what happened and it's this big shameful thing. And I know we all process pain and shame different, but it was the weaponizing of it that was so weird. So still left baffled, still left completely baffled. And then they wrapped it up and they're like, okay, that's it. Because we are pressed for time here in this final edit. So I'm sure there was a ton more, but that's it for now. And then one side of the couch gets up and poses for a selfie while Heather is over there crying. And she says, they were right. Once you go to the dark side, you fall off and become the debaucherous fool. And I'm so embarrassed. Now, I got like, I don't understand and relate to being so embarrassed after a drunken mishap. I mean, I do. Even if I don't do something embarrassing, I do. But I mean, I still shudder at some of the things I've done that are embarrassing and bad when I'm drunk, when I've been drunk. Oh, my God. But it's it was just such an odd response to it. Um, however, I guess we've seen versions of this. I guess we've seen men, um, behave like this. Like if I think back to, uh, Vanderpump Rules and the defensiveness that men can get the next day on that show when they know they've been total assholes. And instead of being like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. They're like, what, what I do? What? Southern charm, kind of same thing. So is this a normal thing to do? Is this like just the other opposite way of handling it? It just seemed so calculated the way Heather was handling it. Although I'm trying to try, like, cause I'm, I'm fair. And so I'm tr- like when her, her thing about how she was testing them with the black eye when she did the big reveal. Like I, I thought that someone had to have known. So the reason I was acting like I did know was to see everyone's reaction. That does kind of play when she takes the way she takes her glasses off that next day. And she's like, I think we all know what happened, what we don't want to say. Then she takes the glasses off and she does kind of look around to see everyone's, everyone's reaction. But if you're looking at everyone's reaction, old old Jen over here is the one that has the weirdest one. Your fr- your old pal Jen over there is the one who had the oddest, most uncomfortable reaction. So are you willfully and intentionally ignoring that to try to shift focus this way? Because that is like denial on top of denial. A blind person could tell that Jen was acting the strangest. But Heather's like, couldn't be this one right here, acting weirder than ever. One of you guys, huh? Anybody? Anybody want to comp to it? Huh? Anyone out there? Definitely not Jen, but anyone else? You know, it's like a detective so willfully not looking at the obvious suspect because it's it's a corrupt cop. Oh my God, that's so Heather. Heather is like a corrupt cop. 
because she's like, I'm law-abiding. I'm a law-abiding. I am the officer, but I am covering up for the clear criminal in this case. Okay. All right. Well, the next package is Whitney's healing journey. And she did not expect to get questioned and hate for it. That's for sure. And Andy's like, from who? Viewers? She's like, from the cast. And looking at Heather, right? And so Andy's like, Heather, maybe like, were you not able to support her because you guys weren't in a good place? And Heather throws out a dig. Heather says, no, I mean, we just weren't, we didn't discuss it if we weren't on camera. Ooh. Well, I don't think you discussed it off camera because you guys weren't really talking. Period. And Whitney goes, well, after she called it childish when we were in Arizona, and then they showed the flashback of Heather saying that she made the trip all about her with her, with coming clean about her abuse, which was such a strange thing to say. I was like, oh, jealous much? She's like, this season was supposed to be about my childhood and me coming to terms with my life because I'm writing the book, okay? It's my catharsis, not yours. And then Heather goes, I am just horrified that you would think that, Whitney. <laughs> okay. Mm, what? Horrified that you would think that? Well, it's like, what happened? Andy asks if she has spoken to her abuser since this has happened. And she says, no. God, you know, we're like, who is it? It's not her dad, though, because I feel like there were hints and clues that happened. I can't remember now. There were hints and clues that happened when she was talking to her brother and sister that made me think, oh, okay, so it couldn't be her dad. I can't remember what they were now, and I don't care. Let's hurry this up. Let's keep it moving. You guys, I've been taking the Just Thrive Probiotic and the Just Calm together for the last two and a half, three weeks, and my stomach has not been hurting. It's probably like 70% less uncomfortable than it's been in my entire life, which then is giving me less anxiety. And it's not like anything else has changed in my life. My life is still just as typical and anxiety-ridden as it normally is, but because my stomach and my gut health is better... I have less anxiety. I've been doing it backwards this whole time. I've always had stomach issues and I've always had anxiety. And so I thought I had to figure out how to stop having anxiety for me to stop having stomach issues. But what I've learned is if I take care of my gut health, that will help lessen the anxiety. Because what I've learned is your gut actually has more serotonin than your brain. And when your gut health is better, it like communicates something to the brain or something and it, it lessens anxiety. I know I learned all this from Tina Anderson. She's the founder of Just Thrive. I did a whole interview with her. Check that out for sure. And I've taken probiotics for a decade at least. Just Thrive specifically has this strain that once it arrives in the gut alive, that's apparently a thing, like it needs to arrive alive in the gut. It acts like a gardener. So it safely eliminates bad bacteria and replenishes 
the good. And the best part is if you have kids, you can open the capsules and sprinkle it into food or drinks so that you can sneak it in there for them. Here's the other fun part, the Just Calm. Just say Just Calm and we're all in, right? We're all in for this. Just Calm is formulated with three targeted B vitamins, and they're proven to drive neural processes in the brain. It quickly promotes a healthy response to everyday stress. When I am working during the day, I am more focused. I usually have a bad habit of starting like five projects at once and then not actually getting anything done, but I'm much more alert, clear, I have better energy. I'm sleeping better. This is true stress management built for our modern day stress-filled world. And for the technical stuff, Just Thrive products have more clinical research than just about anyone else in the industry. They're all natural and they have a money back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose. If you are ready to up your wellness game and beat bloat, digestive issues, stress, and more, you can get 15% off a bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and a bottle of Just Calm with promo code she speaks at justthrivehealth.com. While you're there, check out all the other research-based products they have for optimal gut and immune health. There's something for everyone, even a probiotic for your fur baby, all with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee. Take control of your health this year with Just Thrive. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. All right. Bad weather package gets this intro. What went from bright and sunny... It went from bright and sunny to dark and stormy. Good one. Whitney calls Heather a master debater without without laughing. <laughs> I mean, where did that come? Are you a masturbator? Isn't that a uh, isn't that like a prank phone call? Like a go to prank phone call? But uh, yeah, so. Whitney was way too drunk to be bringing up the rumors like that. Uh, but Heather is standing by not hearing the Angie blowjob for jazz tickets rumor. And then she goes, but I, I did hear rumors about Lisa in my bedroom in Arizona. And they flash back to when Heather was living for Lisa rumors, which, what what Whitney had heard from Meredith about the sexual favors for Vita tequila advancement. <laughs> Heather was living, living, which is the kind of like that's sort of the proof right there. And that's sort of what Whitney's been trying to say. I think this is I th- because it's very hard to Whitney's a horrible communicator. This is her downfall. The woman cannot communicate. So she needs like six translators. So clearly Heather was eating it up. She's like, tell me everything. She was smiling. She was laughing. The point Whitney's trying to make is we've all been loving it. We all love talking shit about Lisa. It's like our favorite thing to do. Let's stop and let's not pretend like we don't. 
Let's not be two-faced, basically. But here's Heather's line. I had to write this down because I got confused. Heather says, if you want to say horrible things about people and I choose to not believe it and not ever repeat it, I don't want you to come and say, I told you, therefore you're a part of this. That's not fair. That's me recusing myself from it. I mean, it's a trickery of words. It is. It really, really is. Because you you were hearing the word, like, so for example, what I just said, here's Whitney telling you these, these rumors. Whitney does appear conflicted. Whitney's telling those rumors because at this, at the point of Arizona, Whitney was like, I'm not feeling comfortable anymore. I no longer want to be on this trajectory this season where we're going to clearly go after Lisa. Heather was like, what? I'm loving this. What else did Meredith say? Heather was doing that. So this statement is a little, a little bit of a reach in my opinion, a little reachy. Andy asks, why Whitney, like, why was Whitney calling you a liar? Why did it evoke such a huge reaction? Because that was kind of everybody's point. Like, Jesus, Heather, take it down. Meredith goes, well, nobody wants to be called a liar. She's like, was like under her, well, nobody wants. And Whitney goes, you called me a liar and a drunk. <laughs> that, that scene will forever be my favorite of the season. Of maybe of Salt Lake City period. Okay. Do you hear my cat? Sorry, they're going nuts right now. There is a viewer question. Does Heather hold Jen to a different standard than Whitney? And it's clearly meant to be like not a good thing. Like it's not a positive thing. You know, basically, why are you blindly defending Jen no matter what she does? But then Whitney can't do one thing. But Heather's like, yes, I do. I do. I hold her to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? Trickery. She just the trickery. Trickery of words. And then she's like all pious about it. Like, that's right. Uh-huh. I do. <sighs> and then Andy goes, did her friendship with Lisa affect things? And of course, Heather's like, it did. And then Lisa's like, but we were working on our friendship, so I would think that you would want Whitney and me to be friends too. And then Heather, ooh, this is so telling. She goes, yeah, I thought we were all working towards it. That's why when she said I, I should discuss, that we should discuss these rumors with Lisa, I said, absolutely, not right now. Let's do it in a constructive, positive way. Listen, I agree. Listen, I fully agree with that. The way Whitney did it was so incorrect. I mean, it was great TV, but it was so incorrect. It's like she started, like she came into Zion. That's where they went, right? So she gets there and she's like, I think we need to tell Lisa about all these rumors. And Heather goes, maybe not this trip. Let's maybe do it like one-on-one, -on -one, like, look, there have been these rumors. Like, let's just not do it right now. I feel like, though, I'm being used. You're not. Just don't say anything. Like, you're not being used. Like, no one's asking you. I see what's happening. And then it spiraled the drunker she got. And then it was like, nope, Whitney, two different, not 
those things aren't what that's not what's happening. So she absolutely fucked up. 100% fucked up. And so the way it was presented ruined everything. Typical Whitney. That is just the problem with fucking Whitney. Viewer question. Why was Heather the last to know about your friendship break? I did like Lisa saying this. She goes, that was Jen deflecting. I received so many texts from Jen. Like, I fucking hate Heather. I fucking hate Heather. Andy's like, well, you know, Heather, how do you feel, you know, watching that hot tub scene with Jen, like, bashing you? Dude, they cut to that hot tub scene. Every time they do, it is, it isn't just like Jen kind of sort of bashing her. It's like a very clear list of how much Jen is unhappy with Heather. Like, and Heather goes, I was completely upset. And I texted her, when did you get so good at math? 60% of the time I'm a good friend. But Whitney was talking bad about me too. Oh my God, Heather. Oh my God. What is wrong with you? Oh my God. That was crazy. Was it not? All all Whitney said was that she was putting up boundaries. She's like, look, I've been trying to repair this friendship. Heather doesn't appear to care. So I am going to put up a boundary, I guess. Take a little break from this friendship and stop trying. But Jen was saying all this other shit. And you sent her, wow, when did you get so good at math? That was it. That was it. Okay. And Whitney goes, we weren't even talking every day at that point, so we were kind of already on a break. And Heather's acting like it was out of nowhere. So it's like, if you're already, okay, so you have a friend you haven't been talking to. Okay, a friend you talk to every day. Let me put it that way. A friend you talk to every day, and then now you're not talking every day. Now you're not talking even like once a week. You're already on a friendship break. You're already on a bit of a, something's wrong. And if you don't notice that, that's nuts. So it's like when you find out that they say, like, we're kind of on a friendship break, I guess. But I get Jen, like, point, Jen, like, used it to, like, you know, prove something to Heather. So then Heather's like, oh, news to me. It's like, how is it news to you? It should have been more like, yeah, we haven't really been talking. As opposed to like, oh, my God, I'm a victim here. Whitney, you're so mean to me. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You have also been aware that we're not talking. We're both not talking to each other. What? <laughs> Andy asks if she actually saw Whitney saying something bad in the hot tub or if she just heard it from Jen. And Heather goes, just her taking part in that conversation felt like a betrayal. Andy goes, what about Jen taking part in the conversation? And they goes, oh, yeah, no, yeah, that was a betrayal too. Uh Uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, betrayal. That was a betrayal. Oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, I'll bet. And then Whitney's like, okay, but you texted her when you saw it and not me. Heather goes, uh, yeah, but we already knew where we were because of BravoCon. And then they cut to the panel. And the panel, to me, looks like Heather going after Whitney. The panel looks like Heather going, who reaches the most on camera? Whitney Rose. So there you go. And then Heather goes, and then what you saw on your podcast, cut to the podcast, which is Whitney saying that Heather is not living in her truth and she's hiding behind manipulating and gaslighting. I mean, I think that was post BravoCon, so fair. 
Oh, am I being a little biased by saying that? I mean, that's going to hurt. Fine. But it feels like something happens in in response to what Heather does. And then she's like, what? what? I don't understand. What have I done? Which drives me nuts. Whitney and Lisa, though, they they tell Heather that all the things that Jen was saying in that hot tub it wasn't even shown on camera. They were like, she was like, fuck Heather. My lawyers hate Heather. Sharif hates Heather. And Heather's like, what do you want me to do? And Whitney goes, what I'm saying is that you care more about Jen than you do me. That's fine. I've accepted it. And Lisa goes, you even said at the Marilyn Monroe dinner that you're ride or die for Jen to Whitney, who is asking you to hear her feelings and telling you. And then Heather interrupts and goes, I'm not, I'm not using the term ride or die anymore. I've seen a lot. I'm processing a lot. Thank you. I appreciate your deep concern for my loyalty to Jen. I don't really think that's an issue anymore. That is not what they're saying, Heather. They're talking about your relationship to Whitney, and you know that's what they're doing. And Lisa goes, "That's this is where we're wordsmithing. This isn't about your loyalty to Jen. So Andy has to fucking translate because he's like, you're not listening to them. So now that you kiss my ass, maybe you'll listen to me. And he goes, what they're saying is you will be loyal to Jen and forgive Jen for basically everything, but you won't forgive Whitney. And Heather, in her little whisper voice, goes, okay, I feel like I've tried to be a loyal friend to you. Punishing. Wow. She wants a follower. That's what she wants. She wants a follower. Fucked up. Fucked up. It is official. My bestie is trying for a kid this year. So I told her about modern fertility. And by the way, I know that we go to the OBGYN once a year, but if you ever plan on having a kid, it is important to know what's going on with your fertility and your reproductive health. This is why Modern Fertility was created. Modern Fertility gives you insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, which is like, do you have more eggs or fewer eggs than average for your age? Vital. Other important factors can also impact your fertility. Modern Fertility tests all of these things in an easy and affordable at-home test. You just prick your finger, mail it in with a prepaid label, and you get your results in six business days. And these results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. I love that part. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. Modernfertility.com slash she speaks. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I did study Spanish in high school, right? Yes, right? Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad 
connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language learning lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I have been using Babbel daily to learn Spanish for my sexy solo Tulum trip that I'm determined to take this year. I want to land a hot, sexy vacation lover who only speaks Spanish. And I will. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it a very easy way to learn a new language on the go for a busy gal like me. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent which is totally true because it's corrected me three different times. And I was a little offended on one of them, but it was true. It was accurate. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So, hello. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash she speaks. That's babbel.com slash she speaks for up to 55% off your subscription. Viewer question. What the fuck is going on with you this season, Heather? Because you are dealing with things very out of character for you. And Lisa under her breath goes, I don't think it's out of character. <laughs> so funny. Heather is like, we were dealing with lots of heavy topics, you know, like childhood abuse and Jen's indictment. And it was just hard for me. I was also writing the book. What? Huh? What? That was ludicrous. Ludicrous. Andy's like, okay, let me try this again. Uh, the first couple seasons, it seemed like you were the own it girl. And this season, I had a hard time following your train of thought. And Heather goes, um, yeah, watching it back, I had a hard time following my train of thought. But there were some victories. What? And Meredith, Meredith. I think for all of us, we have moments of weakness. I think for every one of us, we will say things and we, we play back and we recognize, wow, I should have done something different. That's rich, bitch, because you fucking never take accountability. You will dance all around. You'll, tw you'll twirl, twirl, twirl all around to avoid taking responsibility, which we will get to. Okay? We will get to that. Heather cries about the book and the family pressure and she's in litigation with the church and it's been a lot. And Andy does the thing he has to do. Where do we go from here? Where does bad weather go from here? And Heather is like, mm, nowhere. And Whitney's like, yeah, when Heather, you know, when you cross Heather, she does not forgive. And Heather basically shrugs and is like, yep. So Whitney, you're better off. They take a lunch, 
And Whitney and Lisa are like, she is fully playing the victim. Like, who is this person? She doesn't, she's unrecognizable. She was such a different person during the season. And now she's like, I'm a little baby. I'm poor little, her her mouth is all pouty. She's like, mm, am I making pouty faces the whole time? Mm. Ugh. Now we get the husbands. Like, what was this? This was nothing. John had a hard time watching Seth make fun of Lisa for being the richer one with 50 cents in her hand. Meredith, I apologize if you were offended by those comments. They were meant to be so egregious, they were funny. And then Lisa's like, Seth, you also didn't stop Meredith when she was talking about like affairs and all that in your kitchen. John would have said stop. Andy asks Seth if Lisa and Meredith can be friends again. Seth thinks he's being cute. Seth goes, can there be peace in the Middle East? And Andy is not fucking having it. He goes, yes. Like the vibe was like, don't be cute. Okay? Don't be fucking cute. And then why does Justin jump in? He's like, I think I can help you too. I think I can help these guys. <laughs> Shut up. How? You could have already, you could have done it. Did you do it yet? Hurry it up. Chop, chop, buddy. And they're like, we might have found you a new career, Justin, Dr. Phil. And then that's the end of the husbands. So thanks, guys. Bye. What the hell? Now we get the Jen pled guilty package. Andy to Meredith. What is with your 180 from season two to this season? Meredith. Guilty, innocent, in between. She's still a human being. I will always root for the underdog. What? What? You are aware that she scammed old people, right? Like old people. Like she was, did you, Miss Lawyer? Okay. You did, did you read, did you read the transcripts? Where Jen is texting Texting her salespeople like, oh, so-and-so is losing losing his touch with the old ladies. Did you see that part? Hmm? Hmm? Because I did. Andy goes, you said if she pled guilty, you would have a really hard time with it. Meredith. Yeah, I said I would struggle with it. I'd have to understand it. And of course, that's not something I can do because she hasn't been sentenced. What the fuck does her being sentenced have to do with anything? The sentencing is just the sentencing. That's not, she already pled guilty. What She keeps saying that over and I'm like, it's called stalling, Meredith. You're stalling. You're stalling. It has nothing. Okay. Okay. This, okay. So there's a conversation I have to have at some point and I have not been able to have it. <sighs> So Whitney asks, now, how did you go from hiring a private investigator uh, and she stole from your store to supporting her? And Meredith says, the truth of the matter is months before San Diego, months before you had this information, I was informed by a very reliable source that Jen had made an attempt on her life. And with what I went through, I wasn't playing with that. There's no chance I wasn't going to support. I 
want to, okay, I want to present something in evidence, as, as evidence. Um, I'm not sure how we're all going to feel about this because this was sent to me. I've done the math a little bit on this. Um, when Jen pled guilty, I can't remember the date of it exactly, but she pled guilty and this was one of the things that she was asked it's like a, a series of things. The court says, have you ever been treated or hospitalized for any mental illness or any type of addiction, including drug or alcohol addiction? The defendant. Yes. The court. When was that? The defendant. Two years ago. The court. Was it inpatient? The defendant. No, your honor. The court. What was it for? The defendant. It was for alcohol and depression. So what this is saying is she was hospitalized for alcohol and depression two years prior, two years, two years from when she pled guilty. Like this does prove that she, that Jen was rushed to the hospital. Um, but here's, wouldn't this say suicide attempt? This, this court, wouldn't that need to say that? Wouldn't it need to say suicide attempt? I just feel like that's maybe the technical term that would need to have been placed in here. But for alcohol and depression, maybe she, but maybe she took a bunch of pills with alcohol, like a bunch of depressant, much of her antidepressants with alcohol. And maybe that's how it could be framed or labeled. When was the Shaw exposed thing? That to me doesn't follow that timeline. And that also to me doesn't add up to, is that before the arrest? It was two years ago. I need to do the math. I should have done that prior to this, this recording. Um, maybe if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on Patreon or listening on Patreon, um, if someone has the brain capacity to do all that math. Cause I am not trying to be insensitive. Meredith almost losing her nephew. That is hard. So, so hard. I have a ton of compassion for that. And just because Jen is a monster, if she did attempt to take her life, I don't want to be insensitive to that. It doesn't add up though with the shocks both thing. So that did feel like weaponization in that moment to get her power back from uh, Lisa and and Heather. This is just really tricky because this performance, this performance, because she does this, I wasn't playing with that thing. And then Andy's like, I'm not buying it. He says, but what's interesting is that you said if those victims were actually victimized by her, then I can't be her friend anymore. And she says, um, I said that. I would definitely struggle with it. And I do have an issue with it, I'll be honest. But on the flip side, I also don't think that, like, she should die. And Andy's like, no one is suggesting that. Calm your tits. I'm just trying to parse out and understand. And she says, but you have to understand that when somebody has already made an attempt on their life and they feel unsupported, 
I don't know where it goes. I lived it. And I don't care what you think of me for it. Andy is like, uh, bitch, you called her a felon and a criminal and all of those things. And I, she's like, I'm trying to reconcile a lot of things in my head. And I don't think I can do that until after sentencing. Again, I just don't get it. And Lisa is like, okay, hell no. You were gloating in the bathtub in Vail. And maybe one of my favorite things Meredith could say because of her accent, she goes, I was not gloating. I was taking a bath. <laughs> the I was not gloating. I was taking a bath. The flashback of her in the tub fully gloating. She's like, you weren't? I was not surprised. She wasn't even phased, which is, of course, why people were like, she called the fucking feds. The feds were like, who is Meredith? And then it's this part that's getting me with Meredith because she, Lisa's like, "You're, we are rewriting history. What I would want from Meredith is for her to say, I was wrong to be so happy that Jen was arrested and not have any compassion. I was. I was mad at her. I was not in a good place with her. And I didn't have any shred of compassion. But I've learned a lot in a year. Done. I'm done. I'm got it. Cool. Cool. Because then she says this instead. I've said it over and over again that I could not process it at that time due to other things that were going on in my life, due to the fact that I had no support from my friends. And then Lisa Lisa's like interrupting. She goes, <laughs> Lisa goes, well, I was supporting you, so I'll exclude myself from that. <laughs> what? She goes, the summer before, you had a lot to say about Jen. And then Lisa points out Meredith's pattern of dicking up stuff on people when she's mad at them. And Andy won't let up. Andy will not let up. He goes, she's she's facing 10 plus years in jail. That doesn't make you have any reaction. You're like monotone on this. And because Meredith's voice is so funny, she goes, I wouldn't say I'm monotone. <laughs> Andy is furious. He's like, bitch, if you don't fucking give me something. He goes, you have no feeling about this whatsoever. I can't speak to anything regarding her innocence or guilt, though. It's not my job. It's not my place. And he's like, bitch, you had a lot to say after she was arrested. Lisa goes, and after. She wasn't invited to parties. If she was around, you didn't want to be there. Meredith is trying to defend herself, but not really because she's just making, she's not owning it. She's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I love Jen last season. And both, but I really don't think I've ever seen this, but both Andy and Lisa are talking over her and being like, no, 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 I don't think so, girl. No, no. At the same time. But Meredith sticks with, after she's sentenced, I'm sure I will have more of an opinion on it. What? I still don't understand. Andy goes, are you scared of her? Meredith goes, in my view, I am not the judge. I am not the jury. 
And Lisa goes, uh, you're quoting me. I said that multiple times in interviews last year, and I got brutalized for being her friend. Meredith goes, I'm not quoting you, Lisa. I'm speaking my mind. Stop telling me everything that I think and do. She's spiraling. And I'm sure this will be up for debate, but I thought Lisa kind of had her number. Because Lisa's like, I went out of my way to kind of be like neutral on it. And Meredith, you were outspokenly against Jen. Which was fun. It was fun to watch, but still you were. Andy goes, uh, you kind of were the judge and jury. Okay, Meredith. Okay. Viewer question. Uh, do you think, do you, do any of you think Jen thought she was innocent? And all of them are like, uh, yeah, she did. She did. That's, we, she wouldn't have done this show if she didn't think she was innocent. Which is crazy, guys. Really? I thought that was nuts. Nuts of them to say that. Guys, did you not read the transcripts? And then someone's, I think it's Meredith's, like, the original indictment uh, was the same day that Andy announced the show at BravoCon. And Andy does this long pause and goes, wow. Wow. I'm so amazed. Viewer question. Has Jen shown any remorse for the victims? And no one has anything to say. And Lisa goes so far as to say, I actually got a text from Jen, which was, uh, show me who the victims are, bitch. Because she had said something in an interview about the victims. Hmm. Viewer question. Heather, how will you support Jen when she goes away? Will you visit her? (laughs) Heather goes, oh, uh, well, it depends on where she goes. Uh, so good. <laughs> it's like, if it's like, you know, I'll go max an hour away, but you know, that's a Mm-mm. viewer question on what Sharif knew. Now, I loved Whitney for this. She's like, look, he's got the personality of he's just a great guy, but is it, it's just too good to be true. And Lisa's like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they file their taxes together, so he had to have known something. Heather's like, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know anything. So Lisa's like, hey, uh, Heather, remember that lunch we filmed that was on camera? Yeah, you had some stuff to say then. And Heather goes, um, I think they think it was a financial thing for why they decided to plead guilty. Like, I, they couldn't afford it. And so real, it's amazing how she doesn't want to implicate Coach. So what she does is throw Angie Harrington under the bus. Wasn't that nuts? She's like, the cost of trial was so expensive that they solicited friends for money. And I did not give them money, but I know people on this couch did. And all of them were like, excuse me, bitch? She's like, no, no, not, not them. Angie Harrington. Uh, what? And then Whitney goes, oh, is that why the Shaw Exposed thing was such a performative bullshit scene? Did I not say that was an act? They're like, okay, we can't just like automatically forgive you guys. So we have to do a little bit of a scene. So can you guys like fake apologize? You know, blah, 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 blah. And they did. And it was over. Wow. That's nuts. That's fucking nuts. That's, it was literally a fake scene. What, like, we weren't just making that up. I mean, we knew it was, but like, now we have proof that it was just for the cameras. 
Andy asks Heather why she continues to support Jen if she admits she thinks Jen is guilty of committing fraud. This, to me, was a better answer than anything Meredith said. And Heather goes, I, you know, it's kind of like a virtue signal to the world to drop her now and I've come this far. It's like, well, fair, kind of, whatever. They're about to do this, like, final wrap-up, like they've come back from break. And like, we made it, guys, you got through it. And I don't, this was an odd thing. Maybe he does this all the time. But it was like, it kind of had like a, it was condescending in a way. He was like, do you feel better? And then Heather starts to cry. And he's like, you feel a different kind of worse. And then he, and then she starts crying. He's like, sorry. <laughs> like, don't ask that. Uh, he's like, so, you know, I asked Heather if she was feeling any better, started to cry. So, uh, what happened? And Heather's like, I got a closer look at how tumultuous these waters have been. And I feel unequipped to be up here talking about them. What? <sighs> what? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So they go around talking about their biggest regret of the season. Heather's is she wishes she'd gone to bed the night of the Marilyn Monroe dinner. Whitney's like, I kind of wish you had said uh, that you regretted not mending our relationship, but that's cool. My biggest regret is I wish I had waited till I was sober to have the rumor conversation. <laughs> Meredith is not being clear and careful with my words. Lisa's is so... Ugh, Lisa, I learned a lot this season, so I don't want to call it a regret. I wish I had more boundaries with Jen, and I'm grateful for so much more. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. They cheers, and they do a birthday, and and for, why does Meredith want the pink side? Lisa, will you switch with me so I can have the pink side? Whatever. And then... Lisa's like, should we sing? Because she just wants a chance to sing. Because she's like, I am a singer now. I, I am a singer. And they sing Happy Birthday. And then it's over. Thank God. And that's it, everybody. We're done. We are done. <sighs> okay. Before I wrap this up, I would like to chat with you guys uh, about... It's about just some some requests I have. Uh, it has gotten a little intense with the Bravo community. It happens periodically. It just starts to ramp up and the comments get a little intense. The This is on Instagram and also YouTube. Um, you know... I let, I get it. For a lot of you, this is your only outlet, like the comment section. But please be gentle and recognize that I take a lot of time to make content, to record, to edit, to put posts together. And if you are someone who only comments when you disagree, don't. Comment when you like it. Comment when you enjoy it. Comment positive things. Because it's really disheartening for a creator to only get things like, I don't agree. I disagree. 
I don't, mm, you're wrong. It's exhausting. And this past week, I have been personally going through it, just total personal stuff, nothing to do with Bravo. And it's been really discouraging to make content. I like even throughout this whole recap, I've been like cringing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to hear all about it on YouTube. Because a lot of the time on YouTube, it'll be people commenting as they're watching. Like, I disagree with that. I don't think so. And it's your right to do it. And it's part of my, it's part of the cons of being a content creator. But I, I'm asking from my heart for a little bit of an ease up on it, please. I don't want to shut comments off because I do want to give you guys a space to, to talk but also I'm talking to anyone who follows me on Instagram to please tone it down. This is at the end of the day, just my opinion. It doesn't mean it's right. And if you want it, don't argue with it the whole time, please. It is wearing on me and I'm not really in a position to take a break right now because so many good shows are starting and I want to cover them, but the Bravo fandom can get really argumentative. All fandoms can, to be honest. And all a content creator is, is someone who does it. Like they watch the show and they take the time to do this. I am not an expert. I don't know if this is right or wrong. It's just my opinion. So if we could just ease up a little bit and enjoy what I do as entertainment, as opposed to facts, because it's not, it's just my opinions. I'm begging you for a little bit of grace because it's starting to get really intense. So thank you. Love you. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.